Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me today. This is the Spicy Pecan Podcast. Have you ever had a dream that that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you you do you could. I missed the show. Welcome back to Spicy Pecan Podcast, new season, new energy. I'm super excited and welcome to any new listeners. Thank you for joining. Um, If you are listening in on uh, Apple Pod or Google Play, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Those are super important. They rate you higher and they start suggesting you and things like that. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, make sure you give me the thumbs up and uh, be sure to subscribe. Listen guys, you know I love hearing from you, so make sure you hit me up on the socials if you have any show ideas or you wanna be interviewed on the show at Spicy Pecan Podcast on IG and on uh, Twitter. I'm trying to be organized today. I felt like today was like the first day of school. I'm kinda nervous about getting back into the habit of doing the show and stuff like that. Um, But a lot has been going on. A lot of really cool, exciting things have been going on. Um, And that was one reason why I hadn't been doing the show as frequently. Well, pretty much why that break took so long. Um, A lot has been going on, which has been great. And also uh, good things coming for the show as well. Um, But I did. I felt like today was the first day of school. Um, I started like messing with my backpack and like packing my backpack. And I'm like, you don't need a backpack for the podcast like you're fine woke up early had those little butterflies in my stomach and stuff like that so um but oh my gosh I have been living my best life it has been fantastic I did end up getting vaccinated I did end up getting vaccinated all that shit I was talking right you know what it was I was one of those people that was doing all of the right things always wearing the mask you know I, I mean I stopped wearing gloves but always wearing the mask, always being super cautious, and I just got burned out. So, you know, people around me started getting the vaccine, people I respected, I started talking to more people about the vaccine. And, you know, for me, especially with my living situation, I live with family, so, and uh, there's older family members. So for me, um, it was just, you know, a personal decision I had to make and, I am so happy I did because my ass has been out and about ever since. Um, So it's good to, you know, be able to have that like relief. And I get it. It's not for everybody. And I apologize. I'm like glistening a little bit. It has been a heat wave in uh, on the East Coast and specifically in the tri-state area of New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New uh, New York. It has been so hot. Um, It feels like it's like 110, but neither here nor there. So just to give you some updates, um, finances, you know, we talked a lot about finances in the past, um, you know, we're going to call them two seasons. (laughs) In the past two seasons, we talked a lot about finance. Um, I could definitely say credit wise, fantastic, fantastic. Um, I could not have asked for better results as far as what I was doing. Um, Just phenomenal. So super happy about that. And I'm definitely on track to start, you know, with home ownership and all of that. And I've been getting the paces going and talking, um, starting that process. So that's super exciting. Um, but 
I have been spending so much money since I got vaccinated because I have been here, there, and everywhere. A couple of places I'll share with you. Um, I decided, you know, it's Pride Month, or it was, now we're in July, but it was Pride Month. So obviously, you know, shake a tail feather, time to get out there, you know. I, as you guys know, I've done like a little bit of dating, but it's not something that I've really been pressed. I just wanna have a good time, go out, you know, just have fun. That's really my focus. Work is good, money's good, finance good, getting better, <laughs> credit fantastic. So, um, you know, I just wanna have a good time. So I went to Pride, I met this fantastic couple, oh my gosh. And um, they actually kind of taught me a little bit and I, I have to apologize guys, as you know, if you have listened to me in past seasons, I live on a very, very busy street. So sometimes you'll hear like a little music. Sometimes you'll hear like a little yelling. It is what it is, you know. Um, but anyway, I met this fabulous couple, uh, the, the partners, uh, non-binary. And uh, one of the partners refer, was referred to as they, um, Sage amazing person oh my gosh i sat and talked to them for hours i spent hours with this couple um they had been traveling um you know during the pandemic they had a panel van that they had been traveling with doing grubhub doing different things um you know just going all everywhere and um were kind of slowed down by like financial reasons so they were from pittsburgh um, and just kind of like showed me around and kind of took me under their wing a little bit. So super cool. Um, Pittsburgh pride was very cool. I did miss the parade. Um, but apparently that was a thing. A couple of people that I saw at the parties afterwards and the festival that they had the following day, um, they told me that they had missed the parade. I guess there was some like weird miscommunication, but apparently it was a big deal. Pittsburgh is a very beautiful city. I would love to go back. I didn't realize how segregated it is though. Have you ever been to Pittsburgh? Oh my gosh, Pittsburgh is one of those places where like Irish people live in this one neighborhood, black people live in this one neighborhood, you know, Italian people live in, it is like old school segregated. Um, so that was a very, very interesting thing to, you know, to like witness and everything. Um, but it was a cool town. There were a bunch of things that I didn't get to see that I would love to see. Um, so would love to go back. Um, definitely keeping in touch with that couple. So who knows? I feel like I'm kind of meeting people everywhere I go. Um, I, I trying to be more organized. So if I look down, I apologize. I'm doing note cards because I always watch these shows back. Not always, but when I do watch these shows back, I'm always like, oh, you forgot this. Oh, you forgot that. Oh, your hair is this, you know, whatever. We're not going to worry about the hair and stuff like that. You know, it is what it is with that. And most people actually do listen to the show on Apple Pod and Google Play and things like that. Even though I do have the YouTube, just because it makes it easier for the people who don't really still understand what podcasts are. Um, and also, you know, just because I think I'm cute and stuff. But um, yeah, so anyway, also went to uh, New York Pride, which was a couple of days ago. Oh my gosh, it has been so long since I've been in Manhattan. New York City blocks are a mother, okay? Let me tell you, we were there all day. We ended up walking 11 miles, 
11 miles. But the coolest thing, it was like, you know, you walk on this corner, there's this party going on. You walk on this corner, there's that that party going on. Different music, different people, different vibes. Um, it was so cool. I met so many different people. I went with uh, my aunt and we met up with one of my cousins. And he is just like, I mean, they're both amazing to go out with. But my cousin is just one of those people. He is the life of the party. He knows how to dance to every song. He ends up getting to know everybody. So I'm just starting to get out of my shell. You know, I've been, I work from home. Um, Some people, I think I've kind of shared on the show a little bit. I've been in and out of one relationship after another. So being single for me is kind of like a newer type of thing. Um, It's been years since I've been single for an extended period of time. Um, so, you know, he's like, all right, you know, what kind of girls you like helping me get out of my shell? We're walking around this, uh, this bar, the, the bar that we actually ended up, uh, ended the night with, um, it was a lesbian bar and it was popping. I mean, it was so much fun. So we're walking through, he literally picks some girl. I didn't get to see her, her face fully says something to her. I'm still looking around cause the crowd is thick. Um, says something to her this girl starts the the girl she starts dancing with me you know we're dancing to like a whole bunch of songs I just I had an amazing time Um, she started making out with me in the middle of the dance floor I'm like New York Pride (laughs) yes I'll take it Um, and she was gorgeous absolutely gorgeous so I had a great time I also ended up meeting um, you know this one particular group of girls invited me to uh miami in october i'm like yo listen i'm 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 here for all of it uh then there was something in atlantic city not too long ago i wonder if you guys checked it out it was called ac buds ac buds fest or ac buds it was basically a weed convention in atlantic city new jersey and it was incredible yo they were selling dry bud edibles um, ev- anything that you could possibly imagine when it comes to weed, <clears throat> they had it there. Um, you know, I was doing my research for friends, you know what I mean? <laughs> now you guys know I'm definitely <clears throat> an advocate of, um, marijuana. I think that, excuse me, I think it should have never been placed as a schedule one drug. Um, To be placed as a Schedule 1 drug, there has to be no medicinal quality at all. And we know that that is full of crap, okay? Marijuana is chock full of medicinal uh, uh, qualities. And actually, it's even used across um, in other countries to help people get off of heavier drugs. So the myth that weed leads you to harder drugs and all of that, that's all that 70s war on drugs... Um, you know, propagandized ideas about weed that people still have today. But it's actually a very valuable plant, and I will continue to advocate for it. Um, And I can't wait till New Jersey actually gets its ass in gear and gets the marketplace together um, so that, you know, it's just lovely out here. Listen, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. And we're going to talk about weed in a little bit. Um, but definitely excited about more travel. I got my passport, so I'm like itching to, you know, get a trip going. I've been talking to a couple of people, looking at a couple of different places. Like I said, I've been spending a lot of money, um, since, uh, you know, I've been vaccinated and stuff like that. So 
time to kind of like slow up just a little bit. I do have a couple of events that I have tickets to and things like that. Um, but going to slow up, plan something really nice. And, uh, you know, I'll definitely keep you guys in the loop with that. And, um, you know, I'll share some uh, photos and things like that throughout the show of um, some of the things I spoke about. But, uh, yeah, so let's dive right into it. We're going to get into some uh, some spicy pecan news. All right, so for entertainment, speaking of pride, right? Niecy Nash, my baby girl, she does it again. <laughs> she does it again. Just as my heartbreak is finally starting to, you know, solidify, I'm starting to get all over this. I'm scrolling through the griot and I see this article about how she's talking about she want to travel with her new wife and have sex all over the world. Okay? Why? Why? See, the thing is, all right, if if you have if you're just now tuning in to the to the show, I had a very big crush on Nisi Nash for years. For years. Had no idea she was gay, you know, obviously no one did. My problem isn't that she's gay. I'm so happy for her, you know. Live your truth, live your life. My problem is that I didn't get a chance to have that period of time where I knew she was gay. You know what I mean? And then my crush could have meant more because I knew she was gay and I possibly had a chance even though I knew I didn't have a chance, but the slight possibility was there. You know what I'm saying? You feel me? You feel me? So, you know, she did me wrong, guys, basically. But listen to this. So... This is what she says, actual quote. I wanna make love all around the world. I need some stamps in these passports. <laughs> Break my back over here. Break my back over there. Nisi. Just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, she, she's so, I love her so much though. She's so funny and she, she just, Everything I, every interview I always see her in or anytime she's talking to somebody, she just always brings this different type of wisdom that's like drenched in humor and just drenched in such realness. I just, I, I'm just such a big fan of hers. I can't talk about her enough. Um, but later in the article, she actually talked about a little generational trauma that, you know, just kind of got me thinking, because this is a very real thing. And just a reminder to all of us, I'm going to read the actual quote. I come from a long, long line of women who felt like their identities were wrapped up in whether or not they had a man. Blind, crippled, or crazy, married or lazy, get you one, keep one, because it validates you to have a him. So, I mean, just another reason why I love her. It is revolutionary for Nisi Nash to choose personal happiness. She was married to a pastor very deep entrenched in the church. That is a very tough culture to do anything outside of the norm. So everything in her life would tell her to not choose a personal happiness um, like this, but she did and it's just amazing. Um, getting further into entertainment news, uh, you know, another celebrity living their best life right now, Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby has been released from prison on a mother effing technicality. And this is one of the most disgusting, just breaks in justice. I mean, 
I, I just feel so bad for the victims. Um, prosecutors basically reneged, supposedly, because I have been looking at a few reports and it just, the whole thing looks real sketchy. It just smells of privilege and money. Um, prosecutors reneged on a previous deal that apparently Bill Cosby had with them in that if he gave specific testimony, which he did, to Montgomery County, a county that I actually lived in for a while, loved it there, um, he gave the testimony and in exchange for that, there were, to, there were to be no prosecution, no felony charges, no jail time, no nothing because he was going to give this testimony. Supposedly, he held up his end of the bargain. They did not. So now this case has been thrown out. Cosby has not, um, he's not been found innocent or anything like that. Like, I don't want anybody to be confused. I've been talking to a few people about this, and I am just so disturbed at how people are just so ready to cape for a predator. But, you know, um... The wild thing is he's previously confessed to drugging and assaulting women. So when he thought that he wasn't going to be prosecuted, he told the truth. So when you see these articles where they say, Bill Cosby has maintained his innocence. Yeah, he's maintained his innocence. You got to remember the culture he comes from. Bill Cosby is an older man. That is the generation of you take it to your grave. He's not going to say anything and his wife is not going to say anything. That is that culture that older black culture where if you were molested, if something happened to you, something where it was against the family, anything like that, you take it to the grave and you tell nobody. That is the culture that Bill Cosby is from. And do you think that he would, do you think that he would just outright say that he did that? Knowing the reputation that he's built up on morality and trustability? I just, I think it's disgusting and I think that he should rot in jail, honestly. Um, oh, uh, screw Bill Cosby. Going back, I, after the Niecy Nash story, I was supposed to tell you something that is so incredible to me. Um, I am just so happy for her. Congratulations to Dana Owens, Queen Latifah, New Jersey native, ow, ow. Her mom had a restaurant um, not too far from my college when I lived in Bergen County. And I went and I, I'm pretty sure I saw her, but I did see her um, a, a few times in New York. Um, I saw Diddy a couple of times too. Um, but that's the extent of my little celebrity shit. I saw a couple of like random 80s movie stars, you know, the people that were in those like rom-coms. Um, but anyway, congratulations to her. She finally came out. She gave an acceptance speech at the BET, um, the BET Awards. And she um, thanked her wife. She is, she's married with a child. And I constantly forget that because you never see the baby. So congratulations to Queen Latifah for finally coming out of the closet. I know that her mom has recently passed away. I have to believe that that has something to do with it because again, in many cultures, black being one of them, some of these things you just don't do if it is against the family. So if you have a parent or a grandparent or a relative, you know, just someone in your family that is not acceptable of something, I have absolutely seen people come out after someone has passed. So I'm, you know, very sad that her mom's passed. I know that they were very close. Her mom was a beautiful woman and it seemed like they had a great relationship. 
Um, but I have to think that that has something to do with it. I'm very happy that, um, you know, she is able to live her full, full life. Um, what else we got in news? Let's go to a new segment, a new segment I'm starting. Um, spicy Boss Babe. So, Spicy Boss Babe today is Rochelle Zola. And I'm a little late on this story. I know there have been articles um, for probably about the full 40 days. But uh, Rochelle Zola, 73-year-old Caucasian woman, went on a 40-day hunger strike. This was reported by the Chicago Tribune, the article that I saw. She went on a hunger strike supporting H.R. 40, a bill that establishes a commission to hold hearings on slavery, discrimination, and recommend remedies. So um, that is something that we absolutely have. This country will never, ever, ever move forward in a significant way until we make a true reconciliation with slavery. This country would not be what it is without slavery. And to just step over it and whitewash the story the way that we have We'll never get to a place of understanding until that's done. Look at a you look at apartheid. Nelson Mandela hold that you know held those. I don't know if it's called trials or tribunals or whatever, um, but that's what they did. They had reconciliations. They were they talked about the atrocities. We have to make a reckoning with this history. So I am all for it, and I just this is exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about allies. It's to make yourself uncomfortable, to go outside of your comfortable bubble that protects you because of a system that demoralizes others. So you have to step outside of that protection and expose yourself, make yourself uncomfortable to make significant change. And this is what we're talking about with allies. It's, you know, it's really not enough just to retweet things. Appreciated, but we have to take steps forward. You know, I'm your sister too. For, you know, my Caucasian brothers and sisters that listen, all one of you. <laughs> but listen, you, listen, Rochelle is not new to this game. Rochelle has been in the Peace Corps. Um, she uh, did extensive outreach in Chicago. She talked to a lot of people to really understand the issues. And um, she's going to go all across the country advocating for this bill. She's going to go in rural areas. She's going to the hood and she's going to be talking about it so this is amazing she says she has a goal of 2022 to get this bill passed and let me give you some quotes from rochelle so you can get a, a sense of her spicy personality this is phase one and i'm not going away the other quote <clears throat> i am willing to die for my brothers and sisters when there's an injustice or no i'm sorry damn i messed that up am i willing to die for my brothers and sisters when there's an injustice. Yes. Yes, Rochelle. Yes. I'm going to start following that. And um, she also documented this on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, if I remember, I'll throw the link in the description. Um, it's called uh, Hunger Strike uh, Rochelle. I'm sorry. It's called Rochelle for HR 40. But you could just Google her name, Rochelle Zola. Thank you so much, Rochelle. So, a brand new segment that we're starting and something that I definitely want to follow much, much more. Marijuana. Ow! 
So Clarence Thomas, the griot, is reporting on this. Clarence Thomas is weighing in on federal medicine or federal marijuana laws. It's actually really interesting to have a stiffy like Clarence Thomas, um, you know, actually agree with me. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Clarence says federal marijuana laws may no longer be necessary or proper. So the current situation is medical marijuana is legal in 30, uh, 36 states and 18 states have passed recreational marijuana, New Jersey being one of them, like we discussed earlier. Um, personal story, when I was at Pride, because I knew, all right, so I knew uh, New York had passed the recreational um, law, but obviously you don't know how things really flow. You know what I mean? So. I'm at Pride and um, I smelled, you know, a couple little things, but I wanted to test it. I had saw, I saw this, I had saw, I saw um, on Instagram, Wiz Khalifa was smoking a blunt, walking down regular city blocks in Manhattan. And he was like, you know, it's recreational out here. It's free, baby. Let's go. So have, have my little joint or whatever rolled right past some cops i was you know i was with somebody rolled right past some cops nothing and you know i'm like <laughs> all nervous and shit. <laughs> nothing so cool so so cool so anyway um direct quote from from clarence the federal government's current approach is a half in half out regime that simultaneously tolerates and forbids local use of marijuana. And I totally agree. I realized the, the big deal of this during COVID, the, the way in which states make their laws and then federal government makes their laws and how you can open up a business in one state and be totally fine in that state, but be breaking federal law. It's absolutely insane. Like. What we saw with COVID, you got this state doing this for schools. You got this state doing that for schools. Nobody is on the same accord and it's absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense for us to actually run this way. I understand that states have that their own identities. I get that. But certain things like something as big as marijuana, something as big as abortion rights, something as big as the way that we're handling things during a pandemic, these should be federal everybody do the same thing so we know what's what with a few caveats because you know obviously you're on the west coast i'm on the east coast we live different it's a little hotter over here than here so maybe some things won't work over here that work over there i get that part but we got to clean that up so listen let's get to the topic um this is something that i actually wanted to discuss in um previous seasons but never really fully got around to it and i just want to put this bug in you know everybody's ear because this is something that we really really need to be paying attention to we as a culture don't talk enough about climate climate change pollution and the way that it affects us us more so <clears throat> um i was scrolling and a lot most of you guys know I work for a nonprofit. They have five campaigns. One of the campaigns is climate justice and jobs because they pretty much go together. If you're doing the right things for climate, there should be infrastructure like jobs that just go along with that. So for example, if we're converting from this type of energy source 
um, you know, fossil fuel to this type of energy source, whatever renewable gas, um, there should be some type of, excuse me, there should be some type of jobs that actually come with that, right? We need new machines. We need new skills. How does this made? You know, how? so all of that. You hear that music? Um, yes. So basically what people are saying is no climate, no deal. Biden has been going across the country, pushing his infrastructure package and People all across the country, climate groups all across the country are stepping up right now, protesting right now, organizing right now to say, if this bill does not have climate justice remedies, climate justice jobs in there, there should be no deal. And I agree, we cannot move further in this way. Um, <laughs> the reality is we're killing ourselves. We have more cancer, more asthma, more diseases, more everything because we're building all of these things and creating power plants and different power sources and all of this. We were not built to live this way. We weren't. Our bodies have not evolved. We don't have fins now. We don't have gills to, you know, filter out the polluted, uh, you know, water and air. Our bodies have not evolved for this. We cannot sustain this way. So, you know, we really, really need to start thinking about these things and how we can start implementing little things in, in our lives. Now, in future episodes, I'm going to have some professional guests that can speak to the things that we can actually be doing. For now, I just wanted to kind of open the conversation and just kind of put a little bug in your ear and let you know some stats that were actually pretty disturbing. So just to give you a little background of what's happening right now, obviously the Republicans are blocking this because fo the fossil fuel industry is big, big industry. Gas, big money, deep pockets. Deep pockets mean deep political ties, deep, deep roots, because you could just pay a effa and say, hey, I have this new machine. Yeah, it causes, you know, 20% cancer rates in, um, you know, in 100 mile radius of it being placed, but we're gonna make $3 billion every year. And you get the taxes from that or whatever the slide off is, you know what I mean? So listen, um, <clears throat> couple of stats, couple of stats. The University of Mich uh, Michigan, uh, the Center for Sustainable Systems put out a report and you can Google it. It's called the Environmental Fact Sheet 2020. So they found some very interesting things and I'm gonna rattle off some things, okay? Nearly 37 million American homes suffer from energy poverty. Basically, they can't afford utilities. Um, this leads to severe health effects from extreme hot and cold. So you can't afford an AC. You're, you're hot that entire, you're always sweating, you're always hot, you can never get comfortable, your body never gets a chance to relax. That can cause illness. Cold, you can't get warm, you can't afford the heat in the, you know, in the winter time. Whatever the case, that causes um, illness. I didn't know that. And I actually started to Google a little bit and um, it's pretty legit. I don't wanna get too far deep into any of these facts. I just, you know, wanna pepper these off. Listen to this. Low-income households spend three times as much as their income on energy than non-low-income households, despite consuming less energy. 
That is wild to me. So you don't use as much, but you spend more. And there have been things um, that I've read and different things that I've heard where people have said that it's actually more expensive to be poor. You're taxed at a higher rate. Everything is more expensive around you um, because you more than likely live in a food desert. So your food is more expensive. Um, your access to things are way more limited. So you always get the stiff deal. You never get the sweetheart deal because you're always low man on the totem pole. Wow. Um, and you know, this is us y'all. Like we, we've really got to think about these things because where are power plants? They're not in the suburbs. They're never in the suburbs y'all. They're always in the hood or like rural poor areas. They're always in the hood. Think about Camden. For years, when I was growing up in Camden, there was actually a bad smell. And I don't smell it as much anymore, but that's because there's a huge, huge, there's a couple of different um, plants, but there's a huge power plant in the middle of the city. And we wonder why kids have higher rates of asthma in the hood, higher rates of bronchitis and breathing conditions. But um, another one. A case study cited in this report found that energy efficient light bulbs are less available and more expensive in higher poverty urban or in in uh, urban I'm sorry higher poverty urban areas I don't know why I'm tripping off that so bad another one listen to this the World Health Organization estimates that climate change will cause an additional 250,000 deaths per year between 2030 and 2050 do you plan on being alive in 2030 10 years from now so what are these numbers going to look like in 2060 and what about the inventions that we haven't made yet that probably aren't as energy efficient or whatever little bull crappy you know um laws in place that allow people to pollute in certain areas how are these numbers possibly accelerated between now and then basically is what i'm saying another one low-income communities are more likely to be exposed to climate change threats like flood storms droughts think about katrina and that makes perfect sense think about the response to katrina there was no response for a while why because it's us and that's why we need to be vigilant about these things. We are basically, and I'm, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to be more comfortable saying this. Black people, minorities in this country, are the conscious of this country. We demand that the laws, the fairness is spread amongst everybody. We're always fighting for equality because we're the low man on the totem pole, which means we're always fighting for everybody because there is nothing that we've won that everyone hasn't been able to enjoy. Nothing. And probably even more so than the people fighting for it. So <clears throat> listen to this. The wealthy developed nations like the US emit larger amounts of GHG per capita. Developing nations experience the worst effects due to their limited resources and ability to adapt, which means that us as big nations who do all this bull crap of polluting like the way that we do just so flagrantly and the way that we could just care less and we ride around in Hummers, I'm not saying that, 
personal consumption is never going to be the biggest thing. So I'm not trying to shame anybody if you have like a big SUV. I apologize for that. Your personal consumption is never gonna make a huge dent. It's really what industry is doing it because they're doing it at such a higher rate that our personal little Hummers and SUVs are not really gonna make a dent. So it is what it is with that. But listen guys, what I wanna say about this, I just wanted to put a bug in your ear. I just wanted to give you some facts. So this starts to kind of germinate in your mind that this is probably, this is the pivotal issue that we must worry about. I mean, yes, we all want racial injustice, but if we all did, right? So one of the things that I can suggest you do, if this is something that you're like, yeah, damn, I know, research more. Look up that um, report. Where was it again? It was the University of Michigan, um, University of Michigan Center for Sustainable Systems um, put out a report called the Environmental Fact Sheet 2020. Another suggestion to you, learn more about the Thrive Agenda. Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, Agenda. This is an amazing group that have, have that has been galvanizing. My organization is a part of the Thrive Agenda as well. And we want legislators to pass the, the Thrive Agenda. It covers everything and it is solely... It, its focus is to make sure that the most disenfranchised people's voices are heard. That we believe that if we take care of the bottom first, everyone benefits. So check out the Thrive Agenda. Um, there's websites, you can check them out on um, social media and a lot of organizations have already signed on. Um, also look at making, you know, little personal adjustments. Like I said, I'm going to have some people on the show that could talk to us a little more about this peppered throughout the season. I'm not going to belabor this. This is just something that we need to kind of focus on and start thinking about. Um, but we'll continue to follow this, um, you know, this issue. So listen, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so, so grateful. Always, always grateful. If you haven't done so already, make sure you share this episode with someone that you think would like to hear it. Somebody that you think, you know, might think I'm cute or whatever. You know, I'm out here. Okay. Sis is out here. But listen, guys, I love you. I love you. Give me the thumbs up on here. Like, subscribe. Do all of those things. Hit me up. DM me on the socials. Guys, as always, stay spicy and be well. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Spicy Pecan Podcast. This is a wonderful new media production.